Hey, everybody. So, uh, Happy New Year. The Deep End is back in 2022. It's a month. Yeah, and it's the second month of the year. That is right. But we had to talk some things over. We had to sort out 2021, figure out if everybody's, you know, 50-50 or how we're giving up prizes, <laughs> what we want to do differently, take a shower, have a drink, enjoy the year that was, and let's start the new one. So we're ready to start that tonight. At the end of the episode or toward the end, we'll have an announcement about the coming year that we're excited about. Otherwise, we're going to talk about players and drafts and just uh, catch up because Adam and I have not been on a show together in maybe a month or so uh, since the playoff challenge. So thanks for joining us and welcome to the deep end. Okay, it is a new year, so even if it weren't, probably a good idea to say who we are. Right, Adam? <laughs> That's uh, Broadcasting or Journalism 101. I'm Mike Shope, and this is Adam Krautwurst. Adam is a renowned high-stakes player who, uh, you know, he, he was born in the deep end, shall we say. That's right. I was not. I almost drowned in the deep end of a hotel pool when I was three. <laughs> And other than this show, I've always been averse to the deep end, a little bit scared, but had a good year. So did you, I think. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's good, good to be back. I would feel, yeah, we've done maybe, I was just looking through show notes. The last time we did this was the, was the FFPC playoff preview was the last time. And, and, and I know we're going to be talking about 2022, but that's still going on. <laughs> the playoffs, I know, I know. The playoffs <laughs> are still going on. Someone's going to win half a million dollars. It's not going to be. Us, I don't, I, I don't think, but uh, I got a little story if you want to talk about that too. But um, sure, but yeah, no, it's twenty twenty one was a good was a good year and I took a little break, a couple weeks. I'm actually going to Disney in a week and a half, so uh, with the, with the kids, so that'll be fun. But yeah, I'm ready, to, ready to get rolling on, on the new year. Are you close? Are you interesting in the playoff challenge or the second round? I don't even know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm my top team. I think is forty. Six. That's good. But I was um I was up to seven in the Ch- NFC Championship game, and I had Elijah Mitchell against all the Debo people, and Debo went crazy, and Mitchell did absolutely couldn't couldn't have done worse, and it dropped me Boy. from seven to forty whatever. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you had the game script right. You know, you had you had their running back, but the way they use Samuel, it's it's so complicated for fantasy. You know, you always want to start him, but it was. Heavy touchdowns. I think he'll be a really he'll be one of the top debates of 2022, right? Because already they're talking about using him as a running back some more. It's the beginning of the new age into sort of positionless skill player football, maybe, which is complicated for us too. But you know, he's super good. The offense is just what you want. San Francisco just can't make it easy. Right. No, and and you know what? They really shouldn't right i mean at least i'm okay with fantasy situations like debo and elijah mitchell when it's rational coaching right like debo's so good like of course give him give him the rock as much as much as you can now there's of course there's that argument now that he gets more running back touches is he a running back now in fantasy or uh now he's getting banged up a lot and it's you know is it because of all the running back touches but debo's a stud that's a frustrating situation in fact you know, I was kind of looking ahead, and I, I won't do too many like overvalued guys probably tonight. Looking at drafts already, but Elijah Mitchell's a guy that's going at I think the four, the three four turn. I think I saw him, 
and we can look at a draft where it's just like San Francisco running backs generally don't, they're not generally not, haven't been the guy back to back years. And so, uh, and I don't even think Elijah Mitchell's like some super talent either. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. See, I disagree on that a little bit. We agree on how the, the team makes it challenging, but boy, Shanahan loves Mitchell, doesn't he? Like, wasn't that evident over the, through the through the season? I mean, he was injured sometimes, but yeah, in the playoffs, he gives the ball to Mitchell or Debo. He, he didn't have Mostert, and he didn't use Sermon, even though he was active. You know, he did he didn't ever turn to Sermon. So yeah, Mitchell, it's 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 a rookie season. You know, he still has some juice or a lot as long as they want to be a little bit more traditional. And they'll have a new offensive coordinator too, unless you know you just assume it's all Shanahan, right? Because Mike McDaniel left for the Dolphins. So that, that'll be a fun one. You know, it's early. That'll be a fun one to talk about what Debo Samuel is, what that means for Ayuk. Do they have a new quarterback? What that means, how it's different if Trey Lance is under center. And, you know, I want to say he probably will be, but I was thinking that way nine months ago. I thought when once they drafted Lance the way they did, there's no way they, no way they would keep Garoppolo on the team. And he played them all the way through to the NFC Championship. Anyway, this is not a San Francisco episode. We don't have Billy. We I do have wine in Billy's honor, but we don't have Billy, so we don't yes. have to talk only about the 49ers. <laughs> no, he's he's Billy Musio, the big the big Debo apologists. Uh and Elijah Mitchell. So I mean they worked out. All right. So um we have drafts. They're yeah. starting even earlier than last year, aren't they? Yeah, I didn't know that was possible. That we were just I know. starting. I know. It's it's crazy. It's wild. Like I I read a tweet today. Somebody was somebody was already sixty something underdog drafts deep, and they're creating. They're already building their portfolio. I'm like, oh my gosh. I just I you know, and I'm thinking. I'm already thinking ahead. My last draft from last year was a main event in Vegas on like a a Friday night yep. or a set, whatever it was, and uh, I just remember being like three you know cheers this is the you know nine ten months culminating in this one main event draft and i just i hate the thought of 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 drafting this i mean this will be fun this little stuff here but dynasty is really what i what i want to get more into uh for sure rather than just these like little best ball to tournaments well we were on las vegas together you had that auction draft which was not the last one but you did win that league so was that uh maybe thursday morning where you had the auction or Friday morning? That was definitely a, a morning. Um, yeah, that must have been th- Thursday morning. Yep. I think so. So uh, congrats on that. Well, it is early, but I, I don't really believe in too early. You know, like you, you have the same information. Or maybe you know a little bit more than the next guy. You know, that can be possible too. Um, I like that the FFPC never too early tournament is confined to these early months. So that as opposed to some of the bigger tournaments, you're not playing against players who are drafting well, yes. in September. You know, yep. So I think that that's smart and it seems to be very popular. So I am in one and we'll get to my board. We'll get to yours first where I want to I want to get your advice because I, I, I seem to be having the same problem in every draft. But we'll we'll wait on me. You're do you F- FFPC, Mike. Is that what you want to look at first? Uh, well, I want to do yours in whatever order you your, you you would prefer to do them. Uh, we'll get to mine later. But okay. the one I'm in, I mean, I'm an underdog too. I've never really warmed up to underdog. I don't know yeah. what it is. 
I mean, it's cheap. Yeah. So that's good, but it's also I'm spending less time there. For bare yeah. knuckle, I want to put more cheap drafts in on underdog and just it's basically more practice. But, you know, with every new site, you have to sort of figure out, especially when you're 50, you, you got to <laughs> figure out how it works and how to use it. And I've just been slower to that one. FFPC has just become, you know, the one for me. So, um yeah, I see underdog is like you said, practice for the because I mean this is the deep end. We are we love our we love our high stakes here. So I guess if you do enough twenty five dollar drafts, it becomes high stakes. You probably have to do a thousand of them. But yeah, I just look at it as practice just to kind of get a feel for the room on on ADPs and stuff like that. So if I, can, if I can stop you, what you what you have to remember or price into that, so to speak, is that it's probably the same or largely the same group of us who just can't get enough and yeah. you're going to fool around at that price point. You know, the people who are going to play in the main event are not going to just be the same drafter probably in the $25 room. And then you right. get to the point which you can't account for really as an opponent or a competitor when they're playing against themselves for diversification. And so that makes it tougher too, but you know, yeah. they are fun. That's the, that's the point. Right. So um, yeah, I got a draft here. I don't, I don't like that view. Let's do this. So I just did this one yesterday. It's my first one. It's the, the big board tournament on underdog here. This is a pre-draft uh, tournament. And I really liked the first cu- couple of rounds. So I ended up getting the sixth pick. I feel like in every underdog I ever get, I get the sixth pick. But So yeah, I am th- the draft guy as, as usual. And what I like to do in best balls is I, I'm, I'm pretty RB heavy early. And we'll talk a lot about best ball and a lot about different draft styles and types, you know, all, all year. Um, but I'm flexible, like during, during, you know, high regular draft season, um, non best balls, auctions, you know, main event, stuff like that. I'll go zero RB. I'll go hero RB. I'll do whatever it takes to win. But in the, but in best balls, generally I'm an early RB guy. And the main reason for that is because I feel like, if I draft a bunch of late receivers that I just need one of them to pop off every, every week, long touchdown catch um, to, to kind of fill out my roster for me each and every week. And I feel like I'm pretty good at at, at stacking offenses in the mid rounds, mid to late rounds to again, kind of get the stack and the late, the kind of the one big play from the receivers. It's harder for running backs. Like if the running back isn't starting, he generally isn't going to get that one big play. Um, I, I understand the whole zero RB thing while running backs get hurt more. So you have a better chance of like a mid-round running back starting an, a whole game for you more than a receiver would. But I'm looking for that one big play from my 15th round pick or my 17th round pick to get that starting week for me. So I'm going to pound running backs early. And that's what I did with Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, and Saquon Barkley. Well, I think the order is really interesting already this year. Because mostly you'll see if you keep watching that there is variance at this, but mostly Jonathan Taylor is the one one in yep. these drafts. After that, so run them down on this list: Henry, McCaffrey, Eckler, Najee. I mean, you could find drafts where any of those guys goes second. So the order there is TBD. I think McCaffrey has pulled ahead. So McCaffrey is maybe you seeing him at one. We're seeing him at one one. Like he is, I think, the consensus second running back, if not second pick. But Eckler, there's an argument. Henry, Najee Harris, volume. You have teams where 
you know, starting with the Steelers, you don't know what quarterback will be like, and that will mean a lot. Dalvin Cook was the second pick last year, mostly second running back for sure. Coaching change. I don't know what's at twelve in this uh, in this draft. Can you slide oh, over? Sorry, Kamara is going to be all right. So no running backs at the turn, but yeah. you know Kamara has a problem right now, and he'll be slipping in any drafts that are happening right now. Mixon, fine. Javante Williams, you know, Swift is 10. Chubb is 11. Akers is – take Akers at 12, running back 12 by my count on this list. Do you trust yeah. – you know, because he's on, he's on the, a great team, talent, age, everything works, but do you trust him to stay healthy off an Achilles and so on? I like Gibson a lot. I mean, Gibson for me is like 6'7", and here he is at 13. You know, you get the point. There's just a lot of lot of names. I think last year this was seemingly true after running backs three or four, where you had Cook and then Kamara or Henry. Then after that, there'd be different orders. But this year, I think as we get going, Adam, that list sort of changes earlier than last year, and maybe it's even deeper. Yeah, and my thing is too. Like I, I understand underdog is three three wide receivers and stuff, but. You have to start three wide receivers. But again, like, I just want young, like, in the first round, like, I just want young running backs that are, that don't have a ton of tread on their tires. Now, I say that, and I've got Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. Not all my teams are going to look like this. I, I won't have a ton of Saquon Barkley. But again, if he's in the mid-third round, you know, they're talking about Saquon's on the trading block. I mean, this guy, even if he stays there, I think Brian Dable is smart enough to, to know how to use his players which can't be said for all coaches. If Barkley stays there, I think he's fine. He could get traded. Like he could get traded to there's rumors to Buffalo, like, which I know we would, you know, you would hate the, the, maybe the thought of giving up a top pick for him. And I probably would too. I don't know what he would cost. Right. That's it. I mean, if he's, if he's a, any team, if you can get Barkley on a one year, you know, cause he's got one year left. I mean, a third, a third round pick. I mean, if someone's trading for him, they're going to make him a workhorse. I, he, I think he got really unlucky with the injuries last year. I mean, that sprained ankle was so unlucky. So I think there's just an opportunity to buy low right now on Saquon. You know, Chubb, Chubb's a workhorse. But Naj- Najee Harris is the guy in the first round. Like, I'm going to be taking him over Delvin Cook, over Kamara, you know, over Derrick Henry for sure, over Eckler. I just want a guy that, you know, his he's only going to go up. That offense is only going to get better without Ben, ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I'm assuming – they're going to make a, a decent move for somebody and not go in with, you know, I don't even know who the bag was. It? Uh, I can't think of the backup quarterback right now off the top of my head, but Rudolph. It's, it's not, it's, it's not duck Hodges, but it's close. Mason Rudolph. Um, yeah. Mason Rudolph. So there's talk about maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that, but I just see Najee's Najee ceiling going up. He's younger. I just, man, I love Javante Williams. Like I just want guys who haven't had the crap kicked out of them for three or four years. Like, Guys who are going to be on the field, be active, you know, and that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. If I'm taking a first-round running back, that's what I'm looking for. Well, it'll be so interesting because some of those guys who are older have been given pretty good money. That's Cook, right. that's Kamara, that's Ezekiel Elliott, you know, McCaffrey, of course, Derrick Henry, of course. And so you have this uh, mix-in, right? You have this almost like a battle between their franchise's commitment to them. Like if you're paying them, you decided to pay the running back. So what are you going to do? Not use him? Like 
that was your decision. Assuming the same GM is in place, like Barkley is unique or relative to that group because it's all new, except for the owner, it's all new people with the Giants. They don't have to think any certain way on Barkley. Yeah. But the guys who have the contract, their team should want to use them all else equal. So what does that mean? You want to sort of run them out, maybe. Like D- Dalvin Cook could be somebody like that where we, we're paying him. We can't just sort of limit his usage. And then you have the younger guys who are on the rookie deals or the younger deals, and they're kind of the opposite. You don't know as well about their franchise's commitment. The Pearls are like a Jonathan Taylor, and I think a Gibson, who are both. I mean, you know, you, you have the same coach. You have reason to think their team is going to love them, and they're not old. <laughs> so, you know, right. Najee Harris is like that, too. There's change there, and I don't think he's particularly good. I mean, I think Gibson is is good. But I agree. Harris got so much volume. Anyway, they're all a little bit different. You know, all these running backs are a little bit different, but there's interesting arguments all around. And, you know, first four-round guys all the way down to Mitchell, or that's the beginning of four, I guess, in this draft, or Jacobs. I like yeah. Jacobs. Like, they each have their own set of pros and cons that should lead to just maybe wildly different sets of rankings out there. Yeah, and to kind of go off some of the old guys you were saying, you got Zeke in the fifth. Aaron Jones, like, am I missing something on Aaron Jones? Is he bad all of a sudden? Like, do they, I mean, I know Dylan's there, but he was a, you know, he was a first round pick. Uh, you know, is it, he was a turn pick last year. I mean, I know we got him in the, in the pros versus Joe's at the end of the second, but he was going, you know, early second round last year. Like, I yeah. think he's a really good player. Like that's a guy I, I ended up taking Brees Hall here because again, the young running back thing, like, He's going to get drafted as the starting running back somewhere, and I think his stock doesn't go any lower than this after the NFL NFL draft. So, but I was going to take Aaron Jones there, like you know for sure. But you know, you got Zeke's the older guy, Devin Singletary in the sixth round. There, it really starts to thin out. But yeah, that's interesting. I know, I, I know, I know your thoughts on Zeke, but what are, what are your thoughts on Aaron Jones? He's another one. He also has a contract, right? So, yep. with Aaron Jones, you have the contract as some level of proof that you can trust that he would get play. But then Dylan has draft status and they're both good. I mean, I think Dylan is good. So quarterback uncertainty, what does that mean? It's really, really hard. ETN is in that round. Yeah. And I've been putting my chips in on him. Really? Yes. The risk is really the coaching staff being different, but how could that be a bad thing? Right. <laughs> for, for Jacksonville. Like I, I, I'm, I'm finding it like 80, 20 in favor of ETN for his price, which is good for these running backs. Cause there so many of them are closer to 50, 50, but ETN is super talented. He hasn't played a down in the league. So we I mean, very young, he's supposed to be healthy and versatile. Like he'll catch the ball. Of course, not only do I want to trust the talent of the quarterback and then this player in Jacksonville, I sort of want to over-trust it, if you will, because so many people will be sour on them from last year or the last 15 years, mostly. Like, there'd be a give-up. The the fact that Lawrence played that season, there will be a give-up group on Jacksonville, and I think I'll want to be on them because of that. They should be undervalued. And so ETN is interesting to me. Robinson, it's an Achilles. Maybe Cam Akers will have people thinking that you should be able to come right back to Achilles. Right. So I'll show you my draft later. I drafted ETN earlier than this. Okay. A guy that's been like super intriguing to me. And I took him 
you know, I did a bunch of drafts in uh, in Florida with the, with the Draft Sharks guys. You took a part in a couple of those, and I found myself taking J.K. Dobbins a ton. And you know, I get the whole last year wasn't super high on him because of the pat, like he's not going to get the pass catching or whatever. I just I have a gut feeling, my I have an I have an instinct Uh-oh. that I just J.K. Dobbins is going to be burning a hole in the Ravens' pocket. It's two years now. They put spent a high draft pick on J.K. Dobbins. They didn't use him as rookie year because it was that was stupid. He was the best running back there. And then last year he tears his ACL. He's going to be a full, almost a year and a half, <laughs> like recovery off this ACL. He's going to be right. burning a hole in their pocket to use him. They got the star quarterback coming off an injury. I just think Dobbins is going to end up getting a massive workload, catching the ball if if he if if they're going to throw it and getting because I mean they've been waiting to unleash this guy for, for two years. And I think they're going to unleash him. And I think he has a chance to be a top 12 back. I like that argument a lot, how they feel about Jackson. Jackson is still waiting to get paid. And, you know, last year they, they started pretty well in terms of his passing and their passing offense, but he got hurt anyway, but still like you just see too many clips of Ravens route trees where they're all running into each other. (laughs) <laughs> like it's just it's not the nfl i mean just something about that offense passing wise it's just not it's not what we've seen in the afc playoffs from other teams how about that so i like this argument on dobbins i think the world of jackson he's my favorite player in the league so i mean i'm definitely not down on him but do they try again like is there a free agent receiver there bateman is good brown is suspect after that i mean i still don't know really what they are andrews is, is a lot of what they are Passing wise, but I think you said you made good points on Dobbins, and I am certainly not going to be uh, off of him. Yeah, so yeah, so, I mean, lots of we could, we could break down this draft for hours, but yeah, it was just an interesting to kind of get my feet wet and kind of get my running backs, and and I'll and I probably I probably shouldn't have taken you know hindsight, maybe passed on Brees Hall here and took a took a receiver, but you know I didn't I guess Pittman would be the only guy there. I don't like Amon Ra. Uh, I hate the I you mean, don't. I don't. I think. I think. I think he's a fine player. Uh, I think he kind of kind of reminds me of like a Golden Tate. Maybe that's because he's, he's he's a lion. Yeah. But um, I think they're going to bring somebody in and or draft somebody. So I think he's going to be end up being the number two on the pecking order there. So I, I mean, let me say I don't not, I don't like him in the fifth. I think he's going to end up being a number two. Or you know, if Hawkinson comes back healthy, uh, which I'm sure he will, he could be the number three option there. And then you got Swift who's catching the ball. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't love him there. So I don't really like these these middle rounds, this fifth, sixth round. So I went I went with Brees Hall. And interesting here, it's just it kind of blew me away to see. I get it, but my kind of my last take on this draft was Josh Allen at the two twelve. I mean, when was the last time I wasn't around when Kelly was going at the two twelve? Okay, <laughs> in, these, in, these, in these drafts, but to see the Bills quarterback Allen be number one, he's the you know he was the number one fantasy quarterback back to back years, which hadn't been done in in years to go back to back number one. So it's good to see that there. I'm interested to see if he's just going to take Patrick Mahomes' spot from the last couple of years, and they're just kind of kind of flip flop. But uh, what do you think about about that? First of all, when Kelly was going at the two twelve, it wasn't the two twelve; it was the I I X I I. It was that long ago. So that's right. You know, yeah. I mean, go Bills. Allen is the quarterback one. I think he will be all the time in these drafts. You know, it, it he's proven it. The running is there. The offense will be the same. I think Mahomes is fine at two, just like Allen was last year. Yeah. And depending on where you're drafting or who you get instead, 
I mean, there'll be times when you're drafting the lesser quarterback all the way down to a certain point. With quarterback, there is a line at around 10 or 11, after which you really don't know whether they're going to play. Like, even right. Jalen Hurts, who was valuable in fantasy, you really don't know what that what that is. Lance and Fields, Kirk Cousins, obviously. Wentz, as you keep going. Russell Wilson, I'd put above that line, but he and Rodgers could end up on new teams. You'd still expect them to play, though, so they're not the same thing. Hurts, Cousins, the rookies from last year, Watson, and Lawrence Wilson, also rookies like Zach Wilson. I mean, Tua, it's really hard to decide which of these guys right now when you're drafting in best ball, you expect to have be on the field. You see, I see Daniel Jones on your roster. Yes. And, and I'm drafting him. Yes. Because it's just sort of made, it's been made clear, I think, that the Giants want to give him one more chance. And that's been made clearer than some of these other guys, you know, who are older or even Tua. So um, I, I'm on Daniel Jones. And I think there's an athlete there. I think there's a chance for him. And so even in Dynasty, for his age, I feel like he can be had cheap and I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. I, I love Daniel. I was just going to say that that's kind of a sleeper right now. You know, Dable did really well with Jet with Josh Allen and now he's got Daniel Jones. It's kind of a Josh Allen light. He's athletic, you know, kind of sneaky ath- athletic and they can get some weapons there. If they keep, even if they just keep everybody that they have Galladay's another guy, I got him in like the 14th round of another draft. Like is got this Galladay stink. Like, no, like he, he had a, he had an unlucky year. He had a bad year. The offense was terrible. Uh, it was it was a complete mess. <clears throat> Daniel Jones was hurt a bunch. Like I feel like Dable can get if they can, he can get them just halfway decent on the right track. I think these Giants guys can certainly outperform. And, and Daniel Jones for sure is a guy that I'll probably be drafting a ton as like my second quarterback in the last round of most of these. Uh, uh, most of these not maybe not the best balls, but the most of the regular dra- twenty round drafts I'll be taking him uh, as my second quarterback, but. Let's move um, over to FFPC, yeah. Adam. We both yep. have one to show. So in this one, you are 101. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's right. I can't That's see so good. Is that Christian McCaffrey? What year is this? Who's the second pick? Odell Beckham? No, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did That's you take right. Christian McCaffrey ahead of Jonathan Taylor? Did you I that? just, Mike, I couldn't. The thought of McCaffrey when he's on the field, not being the number one running back, I can't not, I can't not do it. Right. And I just, last year, never having the number one pick in any of my like major drafts and, you know, none of the main events, none of the, you know, the three K, nothing like that. And not being able to get my, get my guy. Uh, it ended up, you know, obviously working out and not having him last year, but just to, like, there's no way when he plays, he isn't, sensational and like maybe he does maybe he is injury prone maybe he's undersized and maybe he's maybe he's toast but i'm gonna bet on him not being toast and catching eight balls a game and being absolutely insane and so if i have the number one pick 10 times i will not do christian mccaffrey 10 times obviously but i just felt like for the first time i had to get it out of my system and i feel good about it i don't blame you i don't think he's toast either what is the rest of the offense? Could it be worse? Really, like, he's older, but then back to the point about how he got paid. Like, he got really paid. Yeah. And the bet against McCaffrey is an assumption that he's injury prone or that because he's had so many touches. If you 
want to give somebody enough credit to sort of not play in the injury prone space they could tell you that the number of touches worries you about McCaffrey that's just true of a lot of other guys like Camara is is the same uh Dalvin Cook and of course Henry are also guys that you know you could say the same thing about and not all of them have had the injury risk so I love McCaffrey you know I I don't know about over Taylor but I think that's there's an argument for it you know when McC- if McCaffrey's on the field with the catches he gives you, if he can stay on the field and play like a regular role, almost even to the role he used to have, because that is maybe unattainable, then he should equal the top players in fantasy football. He should be able to do that. He hasn't had great teams. He just hasn't been able to, to stay healthy. Yeah. So and, and I, I, I am not somebody who bets against guys because of injury history. Like I just feel there, there might be a super smart, narrow path to doing that effectively but what i would rather do is find people who know what that looks like and then they'll tell me what to do and on mccaffrey i feel like there's a there's an overall sense of optimism for him yeah exactly and i feel uh i mean he turns 26 in june and i know it's kind of a weird thing to say but his body (laughs) because he's been hurt his body hasn't been banged up like the last two like he hasn't been taking hit after hit after hit after hit because he's been hurt I know that might sound crazy and that might be me just trying to force it, but um, yeah, I just love, and again, if I've got the, the number one pick 10 times, I'll take obviously some Jonathan Taylor and, and I won't even take more JT than McCaffrey, but I just feel like when healthy, when I, you know, when on the field, he's the best fantasy football player out there next to Cooper cup, obviously. So I feel fine with, 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 with McCaffrey. And here's the thing, like he's been going at two, three, four, five, six. You just have to ask yourself, do you think McCaffrey is going to be healthy most of the season? If the if your answer to yourself is yes, then you need to take him one or two. If your answer is no, then you don't really take him at all. Like you just pass on him. But if you think he's going to be healthy most of the year, which you can't decide that anyways, you just have to kind of make it up to yourself. Then you take him because he's an, he's an absolute stud. Nothing's going to change. But yeah, so this was it. This was a, this is a $125 best ball Never too early uh, over at FFPC, popping into these. These end, I think, the day of the NFL draft, Mike? The mm, morning I, of? Is it that late? I think I think it's that late. Okay. So these these go all the way through. And so, you know, Henry was at the seventh spot here. Javante up to the eight. I think we saw him in the mid-second yep. in the draft we just looked at. What's your take on Javante Williams? I love young stars like young running backs that don't have a lot of wear on their tires here yeah i think i'll end up with less of him than average because there is a lot of hype going off of last year you know last year he did not get the full-time role but he impressed the people who largely were impressed with him before and so you have sort of you know hey blackjack you know i lost that hand but i knew my process was good i'm going to put my chips in further on Javante Williams. I mean, drafting on February 8th, if it's Rodgers, then that could be good. You know, Aaron Jones has had huge years for Green for Green Bay with Rodgers, but it could also be a different uh, breakdown where you have the receivers and just a different allotment, carries, touches, points. All I really want to say is I think there are plenty of people in fantasy football who love him. And I really don't, I'm not negative toward him. I just don't love him. So in this draft, for instance, 
if I'm up at eight, my pick is Tyreek Hill. Okay. Because, I mean, do we not know what that looks like? I mean, <laughs> right. Just, I, I think with the running backs, I, I wouldn't be afraid to wait on running back until at least round two. Again, I'll show you my draft where I did take Tyreek Hill in a moment. I want, I want a sure thing. I mean, I think part of the fun of drafting this early is the randomness and the variance that we know is coming, you know, because we all have friends who say, well, how can you draft this early? But it's a level playing field, and a lot of us doing it, especially if we're not playing for the biggest price points, which you, you can't be this time of year, we, we just want to try things, you know, and get into yeah. different players and try different, you know, roster builds and things like that. And I think that means there's a little bit extra value in guys who are safe or, quote, safe. And so sure. for me, for me, Tyreek Hill personifies that, even more than Adams, of course, because Adams' situation may change. And for, for me, Tyreek Hill is wide receiver one. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup just coming off an all-time great season. But I don't think he's great in the same way that other receivers like a Jefferson is. And I could see in the second year with Stafford there, maybe, it, maybe it's more challenging. It can't be the same. It could be a, a fall-off like Stephon Diggs had this year from winning categories last year. He did not win the touchdowns, but receptions and yards. And so, I, I, I mean, I – I feel like Cup is almost the argument I'm making for Javante, which is there are going to be people who are in a, a sprint to get to Cooper Cup, and I don't know that I will be. It's very early, and you know I, I, I reserve the right to change my mind. But Tyree Kill for me is number one. I think you know I'm trying to find these areas where maybe the market is a little bit too one way. Yeah, and I think in terms of Kansas City, there might be some pessimism about the Chiefs, how the season ended, how the season felt overall. And so, um, you know, they could add somebody on that offense. They, they should have a year or two ago already. You know, they tried with Watkins, but add somebody really useful at wide receiver two on that team that's actually good. And that should be good for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I If I had to, I mean, I hope Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup if you're listening, okay, don't, I, I am so appreciative of what you did for me this year. I bought your jersey. I'm I'm locked in, ready for the Super Bowl. So excited for you. But earmuffs Cooper Cup because I think Jamar Chase to me might be the number one. And you no, know, not again. Tyreek Hill's great. Justin Jefferson's great. I just think Jamar Chase is a Hall of Fame talent like Mike Evans, and I think he is going to just always be. And there's something to be said about like you don't have to. If you pick a receiver number one, he doesn't have to finish number one. There's something to be said about a guy right. that like he's going to be a top three or four receiver. Like lock it in. Like and I think that's what Jamar Chase is. I think that's where the healthy Cooper Cup is. That's what like Tyreek Hill is. You know, those guys are going to be top five. Um, they're not going to bust uh, outside of like injury, right? So um, I think, and I just love Jamar Chase. I love his game. I love you know. I want. I really want to root for him. He's exciting and he's a superstar talent with a great young quarterback and all that stuff. Everyone knows that. But I think Jamar Chase, if I had that pick at five, I think I would probably pick Chase more times than I would take Cooper Cup. It's fun. It's just starting. I know. Uh, there's, like you got 20 or 19, let's see, 21 players posted here, and there's yep. a half an hour of discussion about any of them. DeAndre Swift, <laughs> like we're talking about all those running backs. You never mentioned Swift, but – yeah. He, he could. There's an argument for him in the at least in the first round, it, yep. depending on what you think Detroit does. We just don't know. There's so many teams we just don't know what they're thinking 
and what their plans are. Free agency yet to happen, you know, not not to mention the draft. You want to well, go over to your draft, Mike? Yeah, look, before we do, the next three picks in yours, Oh, does the Kelsey guy go to Pitts or does the Taylor guy go to Pitts or would you go to Pitts? That's a great question. I don't think I would go to Pitts. I probably would just do what I did in this spot last year. I went receivers. Well, receivers. Yeah. I mean, again, this, this is best ball. So I reserve the right to, to change that. I mean, again, we're going to have Saquon Barkley. will be there, uh, but there will right. be some great receivers there. Um, Metcalf. Yeah. You know what I mean? There'll be a lot of, a lot of good options there, but I loved going heavy receiver after that. But like I said, it is best ball. So I can see myself taking another, another running back there. But, uh, but yeah, I'd be excited at the turn. It'd be interesting. There's, I don't think Kelsey, the Kelsey guy would go. I'm interested I'm, to see him go top three again. I love the thought of taking Mark Andrews again this year. I just think he's, he's so good. The offense revolves around him and he's just, he had so many great moments last year or this year. <laughs> he had so many great moments this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's well, just, he's the 15th player off here. Yeah. And it, it feels a little bit like Waller last year to me. Where- right. Waller had had a bang up year and then he slowly sort of elevated on these drafts to the point where he was going mid first round in some of the main event or football guys, you know, Andrews is decidedly tight end two, or he's, he's decidedly top three and Waller and Kittle are outside of that group and Hawkinson even. So that, that'll be really interesting this year too, because tight end is so important in these. And if I were you, I'd want one out of those two picks or else who am I getting? Right. That is true too. Cause I do like to get the, one of the elite ones or top five, whatever it is, it changes every year. One of the top four, five, six, and then just leave it alone because it's, it's, you just, ugh, it's gross after that. You know, there's usually one or two that you find the Dawson Knoxes or whatever, but who knows who they're going to be. And, you know, I don't want to be dancing in the, in the Irv Smith waters again this year, the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are some scary waters. Okay. Lake Irv Smith with the Tyler Conklin <laughs> tributary. Not That's ideal. Right. Not ideal. That's right. All right. Well, let's move to mine. It's the same tournament and I am team. You want me to show the names? I didn't know if I should be doing that. So yeah, I think I it's will. so early. It doesn't even matter. It, do, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I'll get that up so you can see, because you'll recognize say, yeah. a couple of names. You are you are in control of that. So there. Yeah. So I, because I am loyal to my brand, am deep end MS as opposed to draft guy. I mean, that was his brand before this brand. <laughs> so fine. Oh, there's Lenny. Oh. Is that win Lenny's money picking out of the two spot? Lenny in the two, Lenny Papano. There's Bip in four. Okay. Spearmint Rhinos is famous. Yeah. You have analytics. <laughs> it's Louie in eleven. Like this is a little bit reminiscent of that Memorial Day draft. We're like, oh, everybody's in the room. Great. Super. That's right. So there's my Tyreek Hill bet at 106. Wow. Impressive. Um, where's Javante Williams? Late two. Late two. Steal by Bip, of course. I said earlier that I have a consistent problem in drafts. I'm in a dynasty startup. The same thing is happening. It feels like it's always happening to me. In the Draft Sharks Invitational... I made a special effort to avoid having this problem. So I pushed up quarterbacks and I finished in the middle because Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson didn't exactly win me Lenny's money in that one. (laughs) So 
I don't have a quarterback yet. And you got to stack them, and it's best ball, and I'm scared. So the last three picks have been quarterbacks in round seven. I was hoping to get Wilson, but Adam, I had to have Amon Ross St. Brown. I had to have <laughs> I had to have him. And you know, I still have this hang up about you know, you have ADP list, you have fantasy mojo or whatever other information you have, and oh well, it's around early. And I just it's it's how I was raised, you know, like around early is early. Yeah. And it just feels like I'm paying sticker. Yeah. So I I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit hard for me to it'll be a good challenge for me this year is the idea of sort of jumping in earlier than you're supposed to, so to speak. And anyway, you know, Wilson with Metcalf would have been good, but that isn't going to happen. Assuming Wilson's even on the Seahawks. And now there's Hertz, there's Lance, 11 quarterbacks taken. I will feel like I should take one here in the middle of seven. But if I don't, everybody behind me has one or two, and maybe I'll just want to double down and wait again. Yeah, I think at this point, so I, I feel like the quarterback run went a little early in this draft. Uh, best ball can get crazy. Best ball, I always am okay with taking a quarterback a little bit ahead of schedule because you do get those runs. There's no free agency. You got to have two or three of them. So you want to make sure that you get one. Um, you got a little unlucky here, obviously, with you know four of them going, maybe even a fifth one before it gets back to you. But yeah, at this point, I would probably just just wait with all the guys with the quarterbacks after you, um, and make them pay for taking up for t- taking those quarterbacks early. But but then that just means you take your second and or your third quarterback a little bit earlier than you than you normally would. But yeah, oh, Pitt- look look what just happened. Pittman, look the guys. He's watching. He's taking them on the clock. Lock it, lock it, lock it, Pittman. It's late. That's late for Lockett. That is late for Lockett. Was what? Wide receiver 16 last year? What, what, what did he end up being? He was still pretty decent. He's been um, round five in some of these. So well, I guess you, I'm up. Are you going live right now? Live on the deep end? Or do you want to think this <laughs> over with the coffee or something? You want to you – Well, yeah, I think the pick is Justin Fields. Yeah, because you know he's the starter. Right. Starter, yes. Upside, yeah. yes. Yep. New coach. I mean – it's all Justin Fields now, so as far as stacking, that'll get a little bit challenging, but it's not impossible. Now, do you think Fields makes it back to you? Well, who else is there? I mean, well, you, you have – Is his number one receiver there? He's on the board. I mean, he's not drafted yet. That's what I'm saying. Maybe could you could you go that route? Is that what you would do? Probably. That's probably – because he's – right now, like I just – I took him in the – Oh, this is so much fun. I took him. Where's my face? What happened, by the way? Are, are we still oh, on? <laughs> yeah, you're on. Sorry. Let okay. me, um... I'm looking at this board and feel like I'm on the phone. <laughs> All right. So we're on camera, though. That's still a thing. Okay. Good. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I'm just looking, I'm looking at the board. Uh, there you go. Ah, there I am. Good. There he is. Just what I needed to see myself. Yeah, that's right. But, um, but yeah, I took I took Mooney in the sixth or seventh. I took him in the sixth of the underdog. So here's available in the seventh, and you can get Field. If you could go Mooney Fields, that's what I would do. But in order to do that, I think I think you got to go Mooney first. Hopefully, yeah, no I mean, what is my quarterback situation if I take the receiver and Fields gets picked, which is very possible. Great, great question. Are you comfortable with the next? Listen, if you love Fields. 
and you know how, how I feel about fields. I like him. Then you could also take him here and hope that Louie isn't listening and doesn't take <laughs> and doesn't take Mooney on the way back. Well, I mean, who is the quarterback? Who, who am I going with? I mean, it's it's Cousins, which is risky. That's a very risky player right now. In, in, in is Rodgers gone? Rodgers is still up. Yeah, then that's it. I mean, everyone else is just the same. Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Tannehill. Ugh. Yeah. Rodgers, Rodgers, Adam, really, there are many more stack opportunities with Rodgers. Yes. Although we may not know where he's going to play. Jerry Judy. Yeah, you could draft Jerry Judy. <laughs> Jerry Judy, who will be traded for. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, Lazard, so the Denver good. guys. Yeah, that, that could just get pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I'm not going to draft now, but I've got, oh. it. I've got it. Should I? No, no, no. Take, take, take your time. Take your time. I'll make sure and the it, deep end R&D department is notified and therefore the word can be out what i do that's right that's right but you know tyree kill pitts metcalf jacobs quick thought on jacobs i'm fine you know it's a it's a new coach but he's not too old he is pretty good he started to catch the ball a little bit josh mcdaniel's there maybe they Divvying it up a little bit more. I don't know who the quarterback is. It's so early again. It's always the point. But I'm fine with Jacobs in the middle here. Yeah. Kev Wheeler in the chat says, don't follow the QB run. Okay. Yeah. Everyone else isn't going to take their second one, which is a great point. You know, so, yeah, I, I, it is a great point. It is a great point. You do have, like, the team on the end has taken two. So, you, I, mean, I don't know. what Exactly. Would you do that? I probably would not do that. I mean, having Rodgers and Herbert, ha- having Rogers as, a, as a backup plan too, like if you don't, if if Fields does go, or you know, if Rodgers does go, you still have Fields. So I check I out I running backs too. Each of these teams, except for eleven, has two or more running backs because running back is right right now. Look at the left side of the board. There hasn't been a running back pick since James Conner, right? So running back right now is really tough. I mean, you've got free agents, you've got rookies. You'll see. You know, Isaiah Spiller will probably be coming up here pretty soon or right. Who knows? Singletary is he he'd be maybe next. But receiver, this is familiar. This is last year or other years. You have lots of interesting names, you know, including Mooney, who we talked about, like the Denver guys. There there are lots of interesting names at receiver. So I think that's where the best value is. That's how the draft seems to be almost all of the time. But that, you know, right now, if I'm these teams in the back half and I have quarterback figured out and four of the six have tight end figured out already Two receiver yep. is where I'd want to be better. Yep. Agreed. And I'm not, I'm not begging them by saying that to you. It's not, <laughs> I'm not uh, speaking directly to them. I'm just speaking to you. That's you know, right. though, like look at the receiver cores team 10 has one. Right. You know, that's fine. It's just, it's a stack too, but that's where you want to sort of fill out. I think is with yep. the yellow. Yeah, that's, right. that's what they're looking to do. Make them pay. Well, uh, fun to look at these. Fun to be doing them. Love it. These FFPC drafts have been largely the focus of our show since last year when we launched the deep end, even before that with the Draft Sharks Invitational. We were talking about kind of the high-stakes realm. And the point of this show was to try to appeal to people who are in that space and maybe help each other. We've had a lot of guests who – 
who play. That was always your objective with the show was make it for the player, have the people on, you know, a lot of shows will give you analysts, uh, but we wanted the guys who've won money, who've put their real money in. And I think last year we did a lot of that and we'll do more of that this year. That'll still be the focus. We want to be a little bit deeper, a little bit more. So we're going to add a second show each week for most of the year that will focus on dynasty. We promise to even sort of trick up the logo so that it's clear whether you're watching the deep end or you're watching deep end dynasty. You and I both love that. And we know, I'm not sure it's the area of fantasy football with the fastest growth rate or where there's the most growth, but it kind of feels like it is because fantasy players more and more often seem, including myself in the last five years, Adam, seem to be realizing you can play year round. And, you know, why not do that? (laughs) It's fun. Why not do that? So the deep end dynasty coming up on Thursdays, most not this week, but coming up starting in a week or two, we'll have a second show a week for you. Yeah, super excited to do that. Having a, a show completely dedicated to, to Dynasty, which is exploding, um, especially this this time of year, because you can only do so many of the. You can only really talk about so many of these drafts, these underdogs, and these one twenty five. Like those are fun, but this time of year is for Dynasty, and, and we're gonna have you know we're gonna have guests on that are high stakes Dynasty players. We're gonna have guests on that are really good Dynasty analysts when it comes to evaluating rookies. We can bring that stuff to, to you guys. We had Jay Moyer on here last year. Bring guys like that back on back on the show. We're gonna, you know, I, I'm in a couple of dynasty leagues. I know you are in a bunch, Mike. We can bring up a couple of trade offers, you know, talk about those on the air and stuff like that. And we'll take questions too. If people have, a, you know, maybe some dynasty trade questions, we can bring those up. I know uh, I missed a couple of questions here in the chat earlier. I, I, I apologize. We'll make sure we get those um, coming for for Thursday nights dynasty. Yeah, we'll be doing two shows a week. We'll be grinding, man. I'm, 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 I'm pumped. Yeah, and we are powered by Draft Sharks. Uh, that there's a theme, a connection with Deep End and Draft Sharks, and we're thankful to them. And so for rankings and analysis, I know we'll be using the Draft Sharks website and and their work a lot uh, to try to you know to start conversation and to sort of see bounce ideas off of. So check them out too if you want to subscribe and get into their rankings. So. We're all on the same page when we start probably next week. Uh, we'll see. Mike, are you ready? You could are you ready for our first dynasty question? Totally. Here it is. Would you trade Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin for Jamar Chase? No. Me either. You've got I love Gibson. And and maybe Gibson hasn't even really hit yet. I mean, tons of volume the first year, some touchdowns, and then the second year was weird, but... I do want to say, I do want to prep, like, I don't know, you know, the how many receivers you got to start and all that. If this is if this is FFPC stuff, because it's generally what we do, I would probably, you could probably do a little better than that, but I think it's probably a coin, a coin flip. Depends on how, how his receivers look. Depends on how his running backs look. But, yeah, I really like Gibson this year, but Chase is, an, Chase is obviously an absolute stud, so... Washington, I mean, you have two guys there on the same team. You might want to break that up somehow and trade one for the equivalent on another team. But if there's one team that maybe is the number one team for needing or should be wanting to go hard at quarterback, isn't it a team in a huge market with a new name that has just kind of been getting by at quarterback for 
how many years, right? Washington. So yeah. can yeah. they qualify for a Russell Wilson or a Rogers? I mean, other or a high draft pick, you know, maybe they're a team like Chicago last year where they make that move up and do that. I mean, that, that team is, is ready or needing something like that. And to me, Gibson and McLaurin are both guys who've, who've got more to give. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that team the last couple of years. They've been limited. McLaurin is just a it, McLaurin is a big sigh, you know, like he he's he's great. Yeah, he's so good. Most he weeks might what be, could you really count on. He might be one of these guys that doesn't hit until a second contract or something because he needs to be on a team with a quarterback. But he came into the league super young, and I think he's gonna be uh he's gonna be an asset for for year for years to come. So that's that's the other thing about the, the viewers idea is you're trading a little bit low or low for peak in right. uh, chase. So you want to try to avoid that. I think, yeah, uh, nothing against chase. I mean, if you can get him. Sure. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to cry yourself to sleep if you get Jamar chase either. So yeah. Who knows who the second guy is that that person would start. Right. When That's trading right. The, the two starters away and getting chase added to his team. So good question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one one point on trades before we go just quickly since someone's brought it up. Because the last couple of years playing dynasty, trading is all I ever wanted to do. You know, trading felt like being alive. And so, <laughs> you get into February and there's nothing else to do, so I got to make a trade. I got to find some way to get better. But what you realize when you do that and you play more is between March and August, a lot of things change and your trade doesn't look the same 6 months later and no games have happened. So the thing to think about, I think, is what is the value of what I'm giving up and how might that improve or change here in the next six months? Like take draft picks. The time to trade draft picks isn't now. It's in two months when you're closer to the draft and you get two months of hype on Isaiah Spiller and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and all these guys. And, and people in your league will talk themselves into thinking that they're just they got to give it up for all those guys. You don't want to give those picks away now when in two months they'll be worth more, you know, maybe not less. Right. So timing is key. Try to find, I would say my advice would be try to find the, uh, the discipline to not be in a big hurry when it comes to trade, you get a home run in February, take it, but otherwise, you know, slow play. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am the, uh, the LA Rams of dynasty. I rarely even <laughs> have, I rarely have a first round rookie pick because I'm always trading them to try to get, you know, to package them for deals and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I love the dynasty and the wheeling and the dealing. And I know we're going to have a lot of smart people on here for, for, for our dynasty podcast. You know, I just, it's amazing just to watch, you know, people like, I know Louie we've had on here a couple of times. He's a, he's a big grinder. Scott Connors, another guy that we've had on a show that he has some great takes on social on, on Twitter about how to value guys and, and kind of how to look at stuff certain ways and dynasty that I don't really think that way that I need to start doing. And, and so it's going to be, it's going to be really fun to get more dynasty content out, out there. I'm in a draft right now with both of them. And I, I think I hate it. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I think I hate my draft. It's, it's so many, it's so many guys and there's just so much chat. I mean, I just, I'm too old for the chat, Adam. It's the, yeah, worst. no, I get it. It just, your soul just slowly dies reading the chat. You know, you, you need to sort of stay up on it to find out, is it my turn or was there a trade or has the rule have the rules been changed? And then you look at your phone and 68 messages have been happening and they're all just like these three guys arguing about nothing. Right. 
and they, they 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 can't spell, and it's just it's just come on. Like why why do I have to subscribe to this? Just come on. <laughs> You know, can we just have the chat be for things that are germane, things that matter to the league and not just like why the guys who draft and then they tell you why their picks are going to work and yours are not like, let's just see, right? Let's just see. Let's just see. I only want to be in dynasty leagues where there's a, where there's a scramble, uh, a golf scramble beforehand. Oh, the only, we are doing that. I want to be in. We are doing that in May for empire Niagara, very highly coveted league. And we will be playing golf the day. Can we get a camera crew to follow that Motley crew around the golf course, please? Yes. Can we get rookie rookie drafts are so short. You have to put something else with it. And if you don't do the rookie draft in person, no matter how short it is, nobody in your league will ever hang out. Like you've got to sort of force that. That's right. That's right. So we don't, we don't take attendance at these, these, these social outings, but the golf idea is a good one. Can you get Bulldog out there with a camera no. crew and no. just? They cannot get <laughs> no. No. I could talk him into it. You I'll, can try. I'll... He loves you. You 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 might have that advantage over. Me. I have his long lost son. So. Yeah, he has the utmost respect. <laughs> He'd be the first person to say how much respect he has for you. That's right. Okay, everybody. So we're excited about Deep End Dynasty coming up. Before we get into that, though, we'll have another Deep End next week. On Tuesday, that'll be a regular night, 8 or 8.30, one of the two. What was tonight? Like 8.20, so that wasn't either. But we will uh, be here, and thank you for your questions. Uh, both of us have our Twitter handles up. Ask us anything. All right, Adam, nice to see you again. Yes, it was great to, great to be back, and I'm, I'm excited to get uh, back into the swing of things. Me too. Good luck in your draft. I'll let you know who I pick here in the next few minutes. Got to go watch the Olympics first and – Finish my wine and then you know ponder the, the possibilities. Waiting right. on quarterback yet again. It's all yeah. I do. It's all I do is wait on quarterback. It's all I do. <laughs> For Adam Crowhurst, I'm Mike Shope. Thanks for watching. See you next week in the deep end. See you guys.